and understanding the foods and the way they are cooked and the synergy, you have to have certain nutrient synergy going on with the kinds of food that you choose. Welcome to the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast, dedicated to you and your loved ones living at 100% for 100 years and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Plasker. Welcome, everybody, to the 100-Year Lifestyle Podcast. Dr. Eric Plaster here, and yes, we are transforming health and longevity consciousness worldwide so that you and your loved ones can live at 100% for 100 years and beyond. And another great guest in our studio today, Smita Daya from Oleo Leva, Ayurvedic chef, Ayurvedic nutritionist. Smita, welcome. Thank you, Eric. Pleasure have, to be here. My pleasure. Actually, we're going to have a lot of fun. We always do when we get together. We always create smiles. Absolutely. And we're changing lives. Yes, we are one baby step at a time. Yes, and hopefully we'll get like a giant step with this message we're going to give out to people, right? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, I met Smita because she has a beautiful store in the Avenue in East Cobb, right up the road from where we live. It's called Olay Oliva. You can go to olayoliva.com, O-L-E-A-O-L-I-V-A.com, and she's got some of the best olive oil in the world, and we love olive oil, Smita, you know yes. that. And we walked in one day and met this woman who is just a wealth of knowledge, and you're going to drop some knowledge bombs on us today, yes? Yes, I am ready to do that. Cool. We're going to talk about eating. We're going to talk about food. Yes. We're going to talk about nutrition. Smita, as we said, is an Ayurvedic chef. And Smita, before we get started on the how-tos and what-tos of eating mm -hmm. and how to eat in the healthiest way, mm -hmm. talk to us, what is Ayurveda and Ayurvedic? Sure. Ayurveda is a 5,000-year-old science. Ayur means life and Vedas means scriptures, basically knowledge. So Ayurveda, science of knowledge or science of life. Basically, Ayurveda is all about the spiritual act. It is about an individual, um, science of individual, and how do you correct the imbalances. So in the traditional medicine, um, you actually have a lot of prescriptions and um, suppressing the uh, symptoms. In Ayurveda, we basically get to the root cause of what the symptom is. Excellent. And so certainly we have kindred spirit type of attitudes with that because in chiropractic, taking care of people for mm -hmm. years, we are all about getting to the cause, removing interference so people can function at a very high level. And what really struck me in our conversation because we're going to talk about plant forward and plant based mm -hmm. as it comes to eating sure. because it's hot and it's important and it's been hot for 5,000 years in the world of our <laughs> you talked to me this morning when we had this discussion about what we were going to talk about on this podcast and you talked about prana life force yes that as a key element of Ayurvedic nutrition. Yes. Talk to us about so, that. So prana is life force. When we are eating, we want to make sure that we are eating for all of the nutrients that we need to absorb in our bodies. So prana is a life force. Anything that comes from Mother Earth, um, anything that gives us the nutrients that we need. Now plants get a lot of sunlight. So there's a lot of enzymes. And so those enzymes help you break down the foods and absorb the food better for digestion. So prana is very, very important. If you don't have prana and you're eating canned goods or frozen foods, uh, processed foods, those are not going to give you any of the um, 
uh, nutrients that you really need to absorb in your body. That's important because there's some parents that may be listening to this and maybe some people who are busy, they're in a hurry, they want to get from here to there and they say, well, I eat canned vegetables and I eat frozen vegetables and I eat, how is the prana, the life force, the energy of the food different in those quote unquote convenient types of foods? So when they are processed and they're canned and they are stale by putting it in the freezer, those foods do not have the nutrients that are live. Those have been processed and stripped down to, to bare minimum. And then you add chemicals to add to whatever you need. Um, that is not going to be the same as eating fresh vegetables or fresh fruits. You are getting natural ingredients when you're eating pranaful foods. Uh, pranaful foods, you obviously they come with a lot of vitamin D because it gets a lot of sunshine. Um, and it's alive. So all of those foods are alive. And those are the foods that need to be consumed. Absolutely. And so a convenience is a big deal for people mm -hmm. in the modern world because mm -hmm. they're not necessarily taking the time to prepare food maybe ahead of time or shop appropriately. And I find that if you don't eat healthy, if you don't eat prana-rich foods, uh, mm -hmm. prana-full foods, as you say, and right. you're not getting adjusted, keeping your nervous mm -hmm. system working properly, like a lot of our people do, then the inconvenience of not being proactive creates a lot of inconvenience because people go to have to go to emergency rooms or people are mm -hmm. just not healthy. So they have to make trips to symptom treatment, doctor visits because they weren't planning for it. Keeping healthy, how does pranaful eating help people stay healthy? You will be more energized. You'll get more vitality. You will feel it in your body. You will feel lighter. Um, it helps you with your weight management. It helps you with any of your diseases. It's inflammation, any inflammation that we have in our bodies. When you eat pranaful foods, any inflammation in your body is treated with the natural ingredients, not something that is artificially added into the foods. So you can heal a lot of the body um, uh, symptoms, uh, you know, any issues, any conditions that we have with the vegetables and the fruits that we get. Even herbs. Herbs are very healing. Um, you Adding just a few herbs that are healing in your foods can do a lot. Give some examples Stop. of some herbs. So herbs like, um, so you can have Tulsi, which is a holy basil, which is absolutely wonderful to purify your blood. It helps in so many different conditions. Right now we're in the cold season. Um, it is great for respiratory disorders, for example. Um, turmeric is another good spice to add. Um, you can add ginger right now or with any of the nausea and digestion. Coriander, cumin, fennel tea with holy basil and lemongrass is a wonderful detox um, to break down any accumulated toxins that you have in your body. Um, so those kind of things that you really need to be adding in your uh, foods. Sprouting um, the nuts and grains, for example, are absolutely wonderful. You're bringing them alive. So how do you bring, um, you know, any ancient grains, any mung beans, um, garbanzos, you can sprout them and how bring do you them do alive. That? So sprouting them, even nuts. Um, so soaking your almonds, for example, uh, you can soak 20 almonds um, at night, and then uh, in the morning when you get up, you can actually make a wonderful Oja's um, drink with dates and almonds, uh, because now the almonds are alive in the morning. 
you've actually brought them alive by soaking them. If you're sprouting any green mung beans, it's just like alfalfa sprouts or broccoli sprouts. You can soak them uh, at night in the morning, you can drain them and then put it back in the same pot and let it sprout all throughout the day. Just incubating it in a you know dry uh, closed oven or a microwave uh, will do the trick. But you are actually bringing that alive and those are very, very powerful things to add to your diet. The way you describe that, it sounds so easy. <laughs> it's really just yeah. habits actually because, yes. I mean, how long does it take to sprout almonds or sprout beans like you're talking about, it doesn't really take much time it at all, it's planning. Take, it, it is all discipline and it is all planning. Um, and once you get into the habit of doing those things, um, it is just second nature. Yeah, Smita has some great recipes on 100yearlifestyle.com. If you go there, just search her name or search Olay Oliva. Uh, they are there and she has it at olayoliva.com. She also has some great recipes and ideas there. And you brought up inflammation just a little bit mm -hmm. ago. And when it comes to vegetables, one of the things that, or eating any type of food, what we have seen with inflammation is kind of scary in the world. And there's two things. Number one, it is a problem. There are a lot of people that have too much inflammation. They are inflamed, whole body inflammation that's affecting their health on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And what really kind of gets me crazy a little bit is that people are blaming the flowers, the trees, and the plants, and the foods, when it's really not. It's really the it really chemicals mm -hmm. on the flowers, and the trees, and the plants. That's so important, everybody. Mm -hmm. Stop taking all this other stuff to get rid of your inflammation artificially, when if you change your diet, you change your nutrition, you start getting adjusted, you clear out your nervous system, you will be amazed at how your body responds. And so when you talk about these vegetables and you're shopping, why is organic from that perspective? Why is it important so, to find mm -hmm. good organic food? So when food? you are looking for high prana foods, um, high, high prana foods are by nature anti-inflammatory. So you need to find something that's organic. Um, if you don't have an organic farm near you, be as close to any of the markets and, and go there and you can find organic foods. Vibrant colors are full of antioxidants. So you need to include those in your diet. Um, avoiding, you know, obviously long shelf life foods um, is, is gonna be the key to keeping the inflammation down. In the United States here, um, we tend to have more of the meat on our plate and hardly any vegetable. With the plant-forward Ayurvedic diet, plant-based diet, um, it is recommended that we use meat as a condiment on the side. Totally so different. Meat and three, yes. So just using that as a small portion, as a condiment, not a big steak on your plate, but just having a small portion, adding some grains in there, maybe a rice uh, in there, and then obviously a lot of vegetables in there. So meat and three, so you could do that. You know, you don't necessarily have to cut out the meat, but keeping the meat to maybe six ounces, four ounces, or six ounces a week would be absolutely phenomenal um, to get that inflammation down. We went in our house, we went plant-based. We have had good nutritional habits for a long time and went plant-based, almost exclusively plant eating since October, really. And it's been a huge shift for us, even cutting out, we didn't eat a lot of meat, we were eating a lot less meat, but mm -hmm. cutting it out almost completely has been amazing for all of us. We have a lot more energy, we feel better, our Absolutely. digestion is better, sleeping better. And a person who might be listening to this, that they wanna take steps, Mm -hmm. to 
simplify this process for them. I think you're doing a great job of that, giving people like meat and three. That's a really simple way to start thinking about your meals. Mm -hmm. Talk about planning at the beginning of the week. How do you begin to plan out where you're going to shop and planning out meals? Do you plan them out the week in advance? Mm -hmm. Do you take it a day at a time? Talk about that. So for me personally, I do it a day at a time. But if you are planning and you are working, um, I do work also. Uh, but if you are planning, you can do planning for two or three days at a time. Um, the reason why I'm saying two or three days at a time is because you want to make sure that the product still remains in the fresh foods that you buy. Now, if the foods is just going to remain there for 10 days, remember once it's picked, when, once a vegetable or the fruits are picked, the prana starts going down. So you want to keep your foods as fresh as possible and use them in a short period of time rather than keeping in the fridge for 10 days. So it is very, very important. So if you're planning, just have a list ready. Um, and I always recommend eating seasonally. So Ayurveda is big on season. So we need to eat what is in season. Eating summer foods now is not the thing to do. We are in the kapha season. Kapha season is wet and damp. And in the wet and damp season, it's heavy. That's earth and water. And so what do you need to do? You need to eat lighter foods. So making sure that you're eating lighter foods when we're transitioning from winter uh, into spring. So late winter into spring is just coming up in a couple of weeks. And so just eating seasonally makes a huge difference. So when you go to the market, find what's in season and don't be afraid to pick up something new. A kohlrabi might be a great thing to add. Um, you know, just different vegetables. Um, venture out at an international market and see what's in season over there. Eating in season and adding a variety of different foods rather than eating the same thing over and over and over makes a huge difference. I think what you just said is really important because it is about habits and what you're used to. It's interesting to me how people will say when they try to make this transition and how they eat, they'll say, yeah, but I don't like that. Or, you know, that doesn't taste good to me. And the reality of it is, is a lot of times what you're tasting is not really, if your diet is not good, if your nutrition is not mm -hmm. good, you're not really tasting the food. You're tasting the chemicals that are in the food. You're tasting the excess salt that's mm -hmm. in the food and the preservatives that are in the food. And so when you eat fresh food, it tastes different. It does. Indeed, <laughs> it does. And after a while, it tastes really, really, really good. You find when you start eating in the way that you're describing, prana-rich food, pranaful food, that wow, it's way more flavorful. You're actually tasting the foods. You are. You are actually tasting the foods. You know, and planning is, is very tricky. You know, you can plan a little bit the night before. You know, when I was working downtown, I always planned to get up at least half an hour early so I can prep my meals for the day and then get them ready. So when I get, got home in the evening, it didn't take me long to cook. So just making sure mentally you're prepping Take that 15, 20 minutes extra in the evening or in the morning and, you know, it, it can happen. It's all in us, right? It's it, all about discipline and it's all about making sure that the planning is correct. Yeah, we always say don't yeah. lose weight, change your life. Absolutely. Don't think that you're compromising yourself because you have to make a change. You're actually contributing to yourself you are. when you're making these changes. And then you get some momentum once you make a good choice, and then you make another one and you feel good and you feel better. And, and understanding the foods and the way they're cooked and the synergy, you have to have certain nutrient synergy going on with the kinds of food that you choose. So for example, we're talking about fats, understanding 
how you choose your fats is very important and how the vegetables are cooked with the fats. That nutrient synergy has to be there. So if, let's say we're using olive oils, the polyphenols and the carotenoids need to be absorbed by the vegetables. And again, the compounds that are in the vegetables need to be absorbed by the oils. And so it's, it's really a nutrient synergy and understanding that how it's cooked and how it works. So in the Mediterranean diet, for example, um, olive oils, if you're cooking those, um, you know, the polyphenols and the carotenoids, um, lipokine, uh, especially cooking with tomatoes uh, is Mediterranean diet. It's really under, important to understand how um, the fats that you choose also can impact what you're eating. Olive oil, of course, is a favorite of yours. It's a favorite of it mine. Is. It's a favorite of Ayurveda. Yes. It's a favorite of anybody that understands the importance of good, healthy fats mm -hmm. as compared to, let's say, for example, there may be a lot of listeners that are making this transformation where they're, hey, I'm going to have vegetable oil because vegetable oil has vegetables. And talk to us. She's shaking her head. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> talk to us about the typical vegetable oil that people are using, cooking with, et cetera, as compared to beautiful olive oil like you guys so, have at Ole Oliva? Plant oils are very, very important. Um, so we, you know, we talk about sustainable eating. Um, plant oils are sustainable eating. And, and what are plant oils? Those are coming straight from the plant. They're milled on the same day. And when they're milled on the same day, it's a cold press. And you are going to get the most nutrients out of those plant oils. You're using every single part of that plant. Plus, for example, the olive trees, um, you know, the erosion, the desert, it, it helps the soil also. So sustainability is one of the things. Um, when you get the vegetable oils, the canola, um, you know, you're looking at different kinds of fats. So monounsaturated fats versus saturated fats. And so you really have to make a decision for your family when you're cooking. Um, and it's not that expensive. So, you know, I think a lot of people shy away from getting the healthier oils, thinking that it might be more pricey. Um, but I think it's a choice for the family if you're making the choice um, to understand, are you going with the monounsaturated or the saturated fats? And, and being on the monounsaturated fats is where you want to be um, with omegas and, you know, all of the higher polyphenols, because those polyphenols are very important for any inflammation that you have in your body. And that takes us back to the inflammation. Um, so it's very, very important to understand what kind of oil is going to give you those polyphenols, um, you know, the carotenoids that you need, everything that you need for any inflammation that you need to reduce in your body. And so obviously olive oil is the better way to go with it. Talk to us a little bit about the difference between extra virgin olive oil and virgin olive oil and what should people look for in olive oil? So extra virgin olive oil is um, when it's pressed immediately after milling. When you talk about virgin olive oil and olive oil, it's just, it, it's a chemical process. So once it's pressed, the malaxation process and the pulp is there, they're going to push that again into, um, for pressing again, and they're going to add some chemicals to release some oil. And so it's heated second and third time. So it goes, you know, all the way to Lampante oil. So yeah, you want to make sure it's cold. Excellent. And extra virgin olive oil is extra by far virgin. the best. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so you have some 
uh, recipes and some of the things that we have. Uh, Smitha does cooking classes in her area. She just opened a beautiful new store, expanded her location. We love going there. You can order stuff online from her at oleoliva.com and we'll have it on the fact sheet on the podcast. You made some bars for us. Protein bars? Protein bars. It, they're really fun because yes. we have a protein bar world and people love going and making protein bars. Talk about some of your favorite bars that you like to make. How so, easy it for somebody? Maybe we'll put one of those recipes on 100yearlifestyle.com. Absolutely, we can put those on. Okay. Um, so protein bars are very important. A lot of people are taking the protein bars, um, you know, and once you get out of the workout and they're just eating those protein bars. But reading those ingredients is very, very important. So sugar is a big deal. Any kind of syrup that they add to bind that bar is um, you know, gonna give you that processed that you don't need in your body. So when we make our protein bars, uh, we use all natural ingredients. And we use dates, we use amaranth. And I know one of your and by the way, you can't she doesn't amaranth. sell she doesn't sell protein bars. She's gonna tell you how to make them right now, yeah. the ingredients and how yeah. to make them. And so we use, um, and then I use, instead of using like maple syrup and all those um, sugary um, kind of syrups, we can use fermented syrups, like brown rice syrup is a good option to have. Um, you can use dates, you can use figs. Obviously we use a lot of the seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds. Um, and then you can add your nuts, uh, depending on your choice. You can add um, some sunflower seeds, you can add walnuts and almonds, um, those kind of things. And it's really, really easy to make, and we will definitely put a recipe up on the, on the website. And then we use amaranth, uh, is one of them that we had really fun with. We actually pop our amaranth and, and then make protein bars out of those. Uh, great way to add the grains. Love that, and it doesn't take yeah. long. No, it does not. We were in a class with Smith, and I think she made four different types of bars in less than an hour. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, and you get that supply, and... You can put it in the fridge in a Tupperware and whenever you want it, you can just pop one out and have that. Take them and run. All natural. Yeah, it's great. All natural. Well, um, so exciting. You have so much knowledge to share. We're going to revisit some other topics, I'm sure, down the road. And you know what's been really fun is seeing you start to get chiropractic care and start to get adjusted. Oh, I'm loving every bit of it. I don't <laughs> know why I didn't start that earlier, but I feel, feel like my posture is improving. I feel like my hips are loosening up a little bit. And my lower back, which was very tight, is now actually functioning, uh, you know, uh, with the weather. I think it, it just something to do with the weather. But I am actually um, standing up really nice and straight now. I, I, you know, it just helped me tremendously. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even say enough words. Well, as the yeah. smile says it all. Yeah. You can't see her smile. <laughs> you know what's really cool? We talked about the flowers and the trees. It's not the flowers and the trees that are the problem. It's the chemicals on the flowers and the trees. And there's a lot of us out there that... Uh, we are, we think we're doing, we think the solution to everything is food. The solution to everything, if we're workout people, is a muscle. And the reality of it is you need the balance, like we talk you about, do. of neurology, nutrition, endurance, strength, and structure. So Absolutely. I love to see you standing up straighter and smiling. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's been an incredible uh, change. Yes. That's great. Yes. Well, uh, well, listen, everybody. We cherish this relationship. They've become such great friends. And we met through a chiropractic friend of ours, mutual friend out in Italy, who was in Italy Antonio. and brought us together. Yeah. So Antonio, Tony, Dr. Tony, as we call him, uh, if you're listening, we're talking about you. And so uh, 
So Smeta, um, how do people, once again, the best way to, to reach you if people have questions is how? Sure. So if people have questions, they can reach me at my email, info at oleoliva.com, or you can call me on the store line. It's 770-321-0099, or just stop by at the store, Avenue at East Gulf. Very good. And you can order online too, for those of you that are listening all over the world to get some great olive oil and other types of goodies. So great spontaneous interview that we got to do today. Smita, thank you so much for coming by. And we're going to have Dilla, her husband, who's an olive oil sommelier, come on in an upcoming podcast. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you, everybody, for following us, liking us on whatever pages, on all of our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. Do the same for Smita. She's doing a lot of good work out there and great session. Thanks everybody. Until next time, Dr. Eric Plasco with Smita Daya signing out. Thank you so much for joining us on the 100 Year Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have topics that you want us to cover, people you want us to interview, maybe you have some stories that you want to share, stories of yourself, loved ones, people in your life, We would love to hear from you and share your story. Please email us at my100 at 100yearlifestyle.com. And remember, nobody wants to get to 100 or even 50, 60, or 70 for that matter, crippled, broke, and alone. So please share the 100 Year Lifestyle, all of our podcasts, social media pages, website with your family, friends, and coworkers so they can take this journey with you. And until next time, adjust your lifestyle. Live your best life today and every day on the road to a sensational century. Dr. Plasker, signing off.